Are you going to start this? Oh, or? oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so professional. So professional. Hey everyone, it's Erin and we're here for our second episode of It's Not Just Your Family. Brittany and I rang in the new year uneventfully this year. I spent my evening, what did I do? You FaceTimed everybody every four seconds. <laughs> I did do that, didn't I? Yes. I did. I sat in I sat in my house. I watched a movie. I don't remember. Oh, I tried to watch Die Hard. That was a very bad idea. That movie is not for me. No, that was so funny. And when you said that you were going to watch it, I was like, I'm not going to say anything. She's going to figure this out on her own. <laughs> yeah, I watched like 15 minutes and I was like, this is really not the movie for me. And that was Britney's. Christmas movie suggestion so no no it was not yes. a suggestion you asked me my favorite Christmas movies and I gave a top three and that was one of them okay well I never suggested that... that you watch <laughs> let's roll the tape let's roll the clip right now so favorite Christmas movie can I do like a top three sure thank you not in order but Home Alone Elf and Die Hard see I was leaving. I never suggested it <laughs> that's true okay 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 I made pasta, which made me very excited and happy. And I think I drank a whole bottle of wine and <laughs> and sat in my living room with like a ton of candles on. And I was like, okay. And then I think I went to bed at like 10 o'clock. What did good, you do? Good for you. Um, my boyfriend came over. I didn't make pasta, but I made gnocchi. Um, my roommate had a Zoom call with some family friends where everybody was super wasted uh drank a lot and I kept saying like hey guys wouldn't it be fun if we like watched a movie and we did one of those things where you time it up like this happens at right at midnight and both my boyfriend and my roommate were like no that's stupid we're not gonna do that and then my boyfriend turned on Avengers uh Endgame mm. yes he turned on Endgame no, 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 he turned on uh, Infinity War. And so he was like, oh, I think we might line it up with Thanos's snap. And that happened at like 11.55. And I was getting pissed. I was like, oh, now we all want to do the idea. <laughs> like, okay. uh, you know, we could have actually done this right. And then he was like, well, maybe, I don't want to be spoilery because you know how I feel about spoilers. Um, he was like, well, maybe this will happen at... Um, midnight and it was a certain thing happening with a certain character and it happened right at 11:59. and then we were like okay whatever let's switch over from disney plus to hulu and let's watch the live countdown and the live countdown was a full minute behind so all of a sudden i think i heard that that the yeah midnight countdown was behind so all of a sudden uh wyatt's apple watch goes off and he goes wyatt is britney's boyfriend yeah he goes oh it's it's midnight <laughs> happy new year and it's like his little Apple Watch was like doing fireworks on it. It was very anticlimactic to say the least. Oh, it's so funny. I know this. It was such like a weird year to celebrate New Year's. And I think I heard, wasn't it? Who who were the two hosts that were like basically hammered on live TV? Anderson um, Cooper gets wasted. Oh, dropped my microphone. <laughs> Anderson Cooper gets wasted usually with Kathy, Kathy Griffin every year, but... Ever since she, you know, oh, did the whole thing yeah. with Donald Trump's bloody head, it's now uh, Andy 
The guy who does oh. all the Real Housewives stuff. Andy Cohen. Is it yeah. Cohen? Yeah, Andy Cohen. Okay. Clearly, this is not an entertainment podcast because like, we are like fumbling our way through the hosts of the New Year's <laughs> Eve party. But also, it is three weeks past New Year's. So, Brittany, how are your resolutions going? Do you have any... I don't really do resolutions because I feel like I always set myself up for failure, but I try to find things to improve upon. So last year it was to take my vitamins every day, which I did an okay job of that. In 2020, I'm doing Vitamins are hard. They are hard. Well, I'm doing a much better job in 2021. It helps that I have all my vitamins on like autofill. So they come automatically. I never run out. I have two sets of gummy vitamins, which also helps. Um... And then also this year, like, I really wanted to get my house together because I moved in and I was really busy working all the time and I didn't have any, I was at a restaurant, so I didn't have any set time off. So I didn't have like set days of like, or set schedule. Even when I was working, I never knew when, I knew when I would start, but I never knew when I would get out. Um, So I never had any like, this I can accomplish today kind of thing. And then the pandemic happened and obviously I wasn't working at the restaurant anymore, but it was just so overwhelming. I still didn't really do anything. So I was like, okay, this year now I have a regular job. I'm working Monday through Friday with a set schedule. I want to like start getting my house together and like doing stuff. So you can see behind me, if you're watching our video and not just listening to the podcast, something I did today was this gallery wall that I have been wanting to do for forever. And I had had a couple pictures already in frames And I bought these frames for, if you look up here, this is my friend Noelle. She got married for her wedding shower. I bought these frames. The most important thing to note about these frames is that there's only one No, hold on. Let me finish my story. Let me finish my story before you make it about you. (laughs) I bought these frames for her wedding shower. We played a game called Guess Where Noelle and Phil Went um in this picture and so we had all these pictures so I gave her all the pictures but I kept the frames because I didn't want to put this pressure of her on like here's like a dozen photos of you and your husband like put them in your Mm -hmm. house somewhere but here are pictures you can do whatever you want with those so this is what I did I made a gallery looks great like I said earlier the only thing missing is a photo of Brittany and I together but she's right there wait hold on I'm in there but she's right there (laughs) I wanted a one-on-one photo, but I told her when this podcast actually makes it and people are paying us to record, maybe I'll make it to her gallery wall. So do we, we don't think have that can happen many... in 2021? Uh, maybe. But the thing is, is we don't have very many pictures together, just the two of us. We have a lot of sibling photos. We don't really have po- photos of just the two of us. We do. I have them. Of ju- Like within the past couple of years where both of us no. look good? Exactly. The oldest photo in here is from, is the photo that you're in. Oh, my freaking microphone again. Is the photo that you're in right here from 2016, which is the sibling photo. Oh, yeah. That is a, lo- that is a long time ago. Yeah. That's the oldest photo. So, ever, like, the most recent one, I think, is this one of me and Wyatt at Belle Isle by the fountain. Mm-hmm. Well, it looks really good. Thanks. I think hanging art or pictures can make all the difference in a house. It makes me feel like this is my room. This is all my friends and family. Yeah, I know. It's great. No, I, I need like to put pictures. more up. But 
this is what I, I, these are the amount of frames that I had. So I only had to get like eight pictures printed and it was like three bucks at CVS. So it's like, why not? Great. I love that. I've been trying to get into a really good teen routine. <laughs> routine. <clears throat> Start over. <laughs> I'm trying to get into a really good, good routine of working out every single day, mm-hmm. doing something either riding my new Peloton bike, which I'm very excited about. And I think I've convinced like four people in my life to buy it since, since I got it. You've convinced Wyatt to say every week he's going to buy it. And then three days later say no. (laughs) So That's hilarious. (laughs) Well, something that I know about myself is when I really love something, I really love it. And, and then I think everybody else will love it too. So I'll cheerlead things for a very long time. And Peloton is a great piece of exercise equipment and it's great for me. So it's made me really happy, but I've been trying to take walks. I'm in a new neighborhood now. Mm. And so I'm walking up new streets and checking out homes and trying to walk near the beach and just trying to be more active instead of not. Yeah, no, I get that. Last week I had to go back into the office. I've been working from home for six months, but I went back into the office last week to help with new hires and I was very proud of myself because I had to be in the office at 8.30 and I walked the dogs every single day before I went to work. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So they all got, they, they all, the two of them, the two of them got a walk by, I mean, I was back in the house by 7.15 every morning. Wow. Yeah. I was very Impressive. proud of myself because usually working from home, I just walk them on my lunch break. <laughs> right. Because like, why would you get up early if you don't have to? Exactly. I was going to do it again this week, but then my little sister, not Aaron's little sister, my little sister through theater, um, who's in this photo, <laughs> uh, she wanted to come over and take a walk. So we wore masks and took a walk together. Well, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I'm trying to do is instead of watching all the crime and true crime documentaries that I love, which is, and listening to all the true crime podcasts, I'm trying to broaden my horizons in entertainment Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I caved and I watched Bridgerton (laughs) I I loved it okay (laughs) I don't know like okay I don't see that for you as broadening your horizons just because I know the kind of stuff that you like to watch and entertain yourself with. Okay, but like, but I, I mean, it's not what true you... crime. It's not true crime. I'm more impressed that you tried to watch Die Hard than I am that you watched Bridgerton. Well, that in, was in terms of broadening horizons. Okay, okay. What do you think? Okay, this is so interesting to me. What do you think my form of entertainment is? You love. Should you, I even ask? You love love. I do. <laughs> so, like, anything like Jane Austen, romantic comedy, The Notebook, like, that's right up your alley. And if it's also got some musical stuff going on, too, whether it's, like, a straight-up musical or it's something like A Star is Born and it's a movie with music <laughs> in it. I loved The Star is Born. <laughs> that's... 
that you're going to want to watch that. You don't like anything that's overly sexual or overly violent. Okay, yeah, that's the one thing I have to say about Bridgerton. There was a lot of that. But you know that they're romance books, right? Like, they're straight up, like, the paperback romance. But that's, like, my preference. That's, like, my preface to everybody that I say, like, you'll love Bridgerton. You should watch it. But there's a lot of sex. So if that bothers you, like, don't. Yeah. Don't do it. There is a lot of sex. But I did enjoy it. I enjoyed all the colors, the costumes, and the Mm -hmm. storyline. And the Duke is super hot. And I think they're dating. No. Do we think they're dating? No, because I read an interview where they actually, like, like she very much hinted that they did not get along on set, but she didn't come out and say it. Oh, interesting. And that it was hard but, for them to work together. Oh. Yeah. I never would have thought that. Yeah. Because she, well, she was like... on-screen chemistry tells oh, a different story. Yeah, because she, she said, um, our working styles are just very different. It was like... Mm. Interesting. Sorry for the dog distraction. He um, will make an appearance if you're watching on camera. He crawl, show up, sit on my lap. I'll pick him up. This is Max. Whereas Evie's just in her crate, like, shut up, mom. Yeah. Have you watched anything else recently? Um, I started watching Search Party on HBO Max, which was a TBS mm. original, and then HBO picked it up. So they actually have all the seasons on there because the more recent seasons are HBO. I've only gotten a couple episodes into that. Um, I Did you watch The Flight Attendant on HBO Max? Not yet. It's on my list. <sighs> so good. So good. Um, I really enjoyed that. Bridgerton, I loved. I watched it almost again immediately. Um, because oh wow, you did a second viewing. Oh yeah, because this is what happens when I get like overly stressed, which in this pandemic that we're having craziness, you know everything else that's going on. Um, it's very hard for me to take in new information. Mm-hmm. So I have to go back to things that I've seen before. It's like a it's like a warm blanket almost to watch it that like watch stuff like that. So. I relate to that. So I was like, I'm going to watch this again because I liked it. And I also picked up on more, picked up on a lot more stuff because when I know what's going to happen you and you start to like see how they foreshadowed it, foreshadowed it and stuff, it's very interesting to me from a like a filmmaking slash writing perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess that's a, a lot of uh, Hollywood talk and mm-hmm. catch up talk. Today, we didn't want to just go through pop culture and talk about our New Year's resolutions or not so much resolutions. We actually want to talk about something substantial. <laughs> so it's hard to, to segue because it's so easy to just talk about life and how things are going. So that made me think of when you were talking about editing and writing perspective, it made me think about just like the dreams and things that you had when you were a kid and before we were planning this episode, we were trying to think about what we should talk about next and what we were ready to dive into. And I think with everything that happened this year in 2020, so many people's dreams shifted, died, changed. Uh, People had to move or move back home with their parents Mm -hmm. or change location altogether. They lost their job. They had to get a new job. They're doing something different than what they thought they would be doing and I think 
if you come from a family where divorce or blended families are happening, like there's a lot of that when you're a kid. So I thought today would be a really good, well, I say today, but what is it today? It's Monday the 18th. So by the time that you guys hear this episode, it'll, the inauguration will have happened. There, mm-hmm. there could be a lot of things that will, that will happen potentially before this actually airs. But today is in January 18th, 2021. Mm-hmm. We thought it was a good time to talk about dreams and what we thought our life would look like and how we process just the disappointment or the joy that comes from the different changes that we didn't anticipate when we were kids. And I think when you have to adapt as a child to changes um, that are not anticipated, like divorce or moving out of your family home into a new home or welcoming a new parent, like a stepdad or a stepmom, it can, you have to be a little bit more moldable in life. Um, And I think that's helped me along with other circumstances too and you as well like be a little bit more moldable during this time because we've had to shift our hopes and dreams a lot of times Mm -hmm. um, not even by and not by choice just because of circumstances yeah well because actually um you know in getting ready I was like you know I should change out of this just ratty old sweatshirt but then I thought it was very appropriate to be wearing the sweatshirt of the college that I went to for two and a half years thinking I was going to be a teacher (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then I decided to move to LA because all of the professors went on strike and I was like well I remember that yeah and mom and I had a long talk about whether or not I wanted to even keep pursuing it. Cause I had like two weeks where I was supposed to be starting classes and they hadn't started. And, um, she was like, is this really what you want? Cause you don't even seem like that upset that classes aren't starting. And I was like, no, not really. And so I stopped going and like nine months later I was living in LA. Yeah. That sounds about right. Cause we drove out together in June. Yeah. Um, You know, and then I was there for six years trying to do the whole acting thing, which was really, really hard. Um, Because if you don't have, like, basically somebody to bankroll you, like, if you're not completely focused on only acting, like, you really can't pursue it the way that will get you jobs, essentially. But I do think it's important to know, and I want to go back to, like, after this question, go back to who we were as kids, too, and talk a little bit about that. But I think it's also important to note that, like, you did, even though you didn't achieve, like, the goal of becoming a full-time working actress, Mm -hmm. and then, I mean, that's everybody's, like, first goal is to just be working. Mm -hmm. But then on top of that, of course, you want to gain, like, the accolades of, like, an Emmy Award or an Academy Award or a Tony if you're on Broadway or, you know, whatever else that it is that you want to achieve. Um, But you achieved a lot. I mean, you you became SAG eligible, which was Mm -hmm. great, and you filmed a commercial. You did a YouTube show pilot. Yeah. And so I think there were things that like, even though it didn't turn out the way that you hoped, which I think we all do that to ourselves, especially when, when, 
the society we're living in where we just all want to be the best and we want to achieve all of those things. Like, but I do think it's important to walk back and look, go into those spaces and say, okay, maybe I didn't get the film role. Maybe I didn't get to be a series regular, but I did get to do this. And that's a lot more oh, yeah. than, than people who just don't even chase it anyways. Like you still get to say, I went out there and I did it. And this is what I accomplished. Wasn't what I came to do. Wasn't what I wanted to do but I did do something and I think it's hard because I will look at my own life and I'll just be disappointed. But I think when life doesn't go the way that you hope um, and there's so much heartbreak and pain from family situations or life situations or broken relationships, it's hard to look through the lens of like being positive about your life. Mm -hmm. um, so I think those like exercises of like retraining your mind to see those things are really important. Um, well, for me, like the biggest thing for me, and especially, you know, you just mentioned failed relationships is it's very easy to look at a lot of different aspects of my life. And I'm sure everybody else's life and say, gosh, I wish that hadn't happened. It would be so much better if that mm -hmm. hadn't happened. But for me, a lot of the bad things that I've gone through or the things that have been really hard, I'm grateful for because I never have to wonder what would have happened. Like mm -hmm. I will never, I will never get to, you know, in my eighties being like, gosh, I wish I had pursued acting because mm -hmm. I did. And I know that I did. Or, mm -hmm. you know, getting back together with somebody that I probably shouldn't have been breaking up a few months later, or I definitely shouldn't have. I shouldn't even say probably. Um, I will never be like, gosh, I wonder what would have happened if I had said yes to him wanting to get back together instead of no. Like, as, yeah. it's very easy to look at those things and think that didn't help me and it actually hurt me and it made me really sad and depressed and at one point very suicidal, but I'm never going to wonder, like, what if I hadn't done that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think the reason we're talking about this is because I don't think people talk about this enough. People tell the story of um, where they like, they had their challenges, but then I finally made it. Like the storyline is always, I went through all of this, but then this finally happened. And it's like, there's not always that peak at the end of disappointment. Um, or at the end of like a heartbreak, like it's sometimes just like a pivoting in a different direction. It still can be beautiful and wonderful, but you don't always end up on like the Forbes 30 under 30 list, or you don't always end up being like a failed actor, or I don't even want to say a failed actor, but like you came to LA and it's not like you went back to Detroit and opened your own booming business. Like, I think the world loves to tell those stories, but they don't always tell the story of like, well, I came back from LA and, and now I went and worked in restaurants and now I work for in the real estate business, but I'm really happy and I'm doing community theater when I can and I'm doing, you know, I'm enjoying life. And I think we reward these huge stories of success instead of talking about success on a scale of like just really enjoying life and the things that matter. No, but I think you're right though. Um, I'm not where, you know, 10 years ago I thought I would be, but I'm really, 
pandemic aside, <laughs> I'm really happy with where my life is. Yeah. What did when you were little, like seven, eight, nine, like what did you hope for your life? I don't know if I could think like that far back because as as you and I have talked about before, like I've blocked a lot of things out from Mm -hmm. the pre-separation time. But when I was like 10, 11, 12, like I wanted to be a teacher. I thought Mm -hmm. I was going to be a teacher. And then when I got into acting, you know, when you and mom and Megan were in sound of music like I was like oh Mm -hmm. I really enjoy this and then as I got more into it in high school like that's really what I wanted to do and then mom was diagnosed with breast cancer my senior year and I didn't like my plan was after senior years I was going to go to LA I was going to just leave um and that happened and I didn't feel like I could justify doing that with mom being sick so I went to Oakland because it was a commuter school. It was a 20-minute drive from mom's house. I could stay mm-hmm. and help mm-hmm. and do what I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that that's such, like, an important pivot. And I remember that time in life, too, and I was working in retail. And I I wasn't living at home, so it was such, such a different experience for me than mm-hmm. for you where you were in the house experiencing that. But, yeah, life can happen, and I think we need to allow room for those changes to be and to be flexible as human beings in, in the things that we want to achieve. And it doesn't mean that you can't achieve them, that I have um, points in my life, which I can talk about in a little bit, but where I was so frustrated by the whatever was happening, and I couldn't understand it because it was preventing me from what I thought I was supposed to be achieving at that time. And I think that's what so many of us are are struggling with. And if you're not struggling with it, God bless you, because I think a lot of us are, but I think that has been the hardest part about this year is that there's so many things that are not moving in the direction of what we hoped they would. Like weddings have been canceled and events have been canceled, like musicians who we're breaking out onto the scene. Now, who knows what their opportunities will be when live events happen because they're going to be new artists and new things happening or actors who got that show that they finally were waiting for a booking. You know, if you think about entertainment, like there's just so many things for all of us, I think this year that we haven't allowed room for life to happen. And this is such, I hate to use this word unprecedented, but mm-hmm. because it drives me insane when I hear it on the news. But it's so unprecedented and none of us know how to handle it. But I think when you've been through um, divorce and situations in life where just you're not going on the path that you think you're supposed to, like a lot of people are very lucky and they graduate from high school and then they go to college and then they get married and then they have kids and like their path is very fluid and it's very easy or it's what the world tells you that you should do and they get that and it's easy. But for a lot of us, it's, it's not that way. And I think we have that strength because we've been through so much to change direction or to say, okay, the storm is here and we just have to wait it out. Like for, you know, you with your 
situation with mom and breast cancer, like you changed your plans because of what was happening. And it wasn't because uh, your dreams changed. It was just because life happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And that's, I think if if we've learned anything from the craziness of our life, it's that you kind of have to just adjust. Yeah. Yeah, life is always about adjusting. I I think I have that rare story of being a kid of divorced parents and seeing all the trauma that happened, but I always and I still do dream about getting married and having a family and I think being in my 30s and not having that has every single year it's such a shock to me that it hasn't happened but I've had to continue to um be grateful for my life in spite of the things that haven't happened in the way that I hoped that they would have Mm. and accepting it even though it's not what I want because marriage or like relationship is like the one thing you can't do for yourself. And I think for my personality type, I've always been like, okay, well, I can do that. I can make that happen. Like with career or like I can at least pursue it. But with marriage and family, like you have to meet that person that you're going to, that you're going to mesh with and want to be with for the rest of your life. And that just hasn't happened. And coming from a divorced family, a lot of people don't even want to get married and they don't want kids because they don't want to, experience that. So I think that's been one of the major disappointments of my life, but I just try to continue to have a positive attitude. And if I wasn't going to be married with kids, when I wasn't thinking about that, I wanted to be an Olympic figure skater or a famous singer. Or a storm Um, chaser. Or a storm chaser. Yeah. I really love tornadoes. So... But none of those things happen, and 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 that's okay. I'm I'm a stylist in Hollywood, and I and I've been successful at that, and I'm grateful. But I've also had challenges too. I mean, two years ago, it's going to be almost three years, which is crazy. I was ran over by my own car in my driveway, and I remember having no. That was more than three years ago. No, four. It'll be four years. Yeah, four, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's crazy because it feels like yesterday. It will be four years. Yeah, because it was my 30th birthday weekend. I was literally packing up to leave the the Oregon coast with Redacted, we'll call him, (laughs) and uh, I was packing and then I looked at my phone and I had a missed call from like you, Jane, mom, and I was literally looking at my and chase and I was looking at my phone and I was like okay well somebody died like yeah but you'd been run over yeah yeah and it was a really hard time in my life and so many things transacted after the accident that were very traumatic too in terms of career and work but I'm I'm not here to talk about that but I think in those moments where you feel like you're it's going to be it's so bad that there is that temptation that escaping whatever it is that you're feeling, whether it be through like Brittany, you've said you struggled with suicide and I can't say that I never struggled with that thought. 
Um, I definitely have, but I feel like that is something that people don't talk about either is like that feeling of like, it would be better to be like, it hurts so bad emotionally. It would be better to not be here. And I think if you can take that feeling in those moments, because that's a very real raw human feeling when things get so bad because you don't know how to process it and move it into, okay, like this is really bad. It can only go up from here. I have to shift my person. And I had to do that a lot of times every single day and say, I'm feeling really sad. This is really depressing. This is not how life is supposed to be. I was, I could look at all of the sadness around me in the situation, or I can move forward and say, okay, I'm going to try and find something to be happy and joyful about every single day. Because I've been in that place when I was like 15, 16 years old. And we're going to talk about this in future episodes because there's a lot to unpack here with, with Brittany and I, in terms of our history. But I feel like this is such a relatable thing right now, but I know where I can go down the hole. And I was like, I just don't want to do that again to myself. Um, because I spent so many years in therapy and in just trying to help myself stay afloat after everything that had happened. So, and I feel like we're all kind of trying to stay afloat this year in different ways, but some people are having a great year. And if you are, I'm so happy for you. Can we hang out? Because (laughs) no, don't. (laughs) Yeah. Right. But no, but no socially distanced. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's been like, it's, it's, it's hard because it hasn't, it's been hard, but it also hasn't been as terrible as a lot of people have experienced. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I lost my job, but I was also in the process of looking for a new one anyway. And I was offered a job and had to wait until people could go back into offices. And while I was waiting, I was getting unemployment and I was making almost the same amount of money that I was making working at a restaurant. Yeah. Um, I'm a very social person. So it was hard for me to have this house and not be able to have people over. But if that's the worst thing that happened to me this year, you're lucky. I'm very lucky. And you have a great boyfriend. I do. I have a wonderful boyfriend. He's ridiculously great. Yeah. So I think that that is like something really to be grateful for. I'm grateful for my new apartment that I moved into. I love living here. I'm mm-hmm. grateful for my dog. I'm grateful that I've been able to work even though it's not as much as I've wanted to. Mm-hmm. But I'm Oh, so yeah. Happy. I got Evie in 2020. Yeah. I got Evie and my best friend became my boyfriend, so. Yeah, and I think that, I keep saying I think, I know that that is the key to being happy with what you have is to find gratefulness, even if it's not what you hope. Like, I don't have a husband yet. I don't have kids yet. I'm still hoping for it. But if I sit and say, whoa, I don't know, like, that doesn't serve me at all. Yeah. I just have to sit around and say, okay, at one point in my life, this season will be over and I will be wishing that I could sit alone in an apartment and drink wine and watch whatever's on Netflix. Mm -hmm. And I won't be able to do that. Season two of Bridgerton. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So I think it's just trying to be grateful. And I think too, with the noise of social media, depending on who, who's on your feed, it can be a lot also. 
where people are just yeah. like, there's just a lot of noise. So yeah. stepping away from the noise in your phone is good too. I agree. That is, 2020 has not been good for being away from your phone and social media. Well, yeah. No, and neither neither will this week, but I guess with this oh, gosh, week, yeah. we, we don't know how it's going to go. It could be have been a wonderful week. And so we'll when, say. When, we, when we're in front of your eyes or in your ears on Saturday, all we can say at this point is, hey, we made it to Saturday. <laughs> we did. We made it to Saturday. We made it to Saturday. What more could you ask for? Yeah. We made it. Well, folks, thanks for listening and or watching or neither. In which case, no, thank you. You're not going to hear this anyway. Um, if you like what you hear or see, you can subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform or on YouTube, or you can follow us on Instagram. You can email us at it's not just your family at gmail.com. We haven't gotten any emails, by the way, so. Well, I would love to receive email. an email. We love like, email. If, yeah, and if you if there's anything you want us to talk about, or if you know somebody who might be a great guest on our show, or if we're going to start having some, yeah, if you want to be a guest, we're going to start having some guests. We had a guest last month. We're going to have a guest next month. I'm not sure who yet, but we'll find one. <laughs> I'll make Wyatt come on. <laughs> yeah, we'll find someone. <laughs> yeah, we'll find someone. <laughs> we'll find someone. No, we're, we're here to share stories. We're here to talk about life. We're here to talk about, it's called It's Not Just Your Family, but it's also, it's it's not just you. It's not just your friends. Like, we're all dealing with things, whether we talk about them or not. So we're here to be the voice for the people that don't talk about it. <laughs> there you go. Well, on that note. Good see seeing you, you sis, sissy. Yeah, I'll see you in a month. Yeah, and happy Valentine's Day, guys, because that's like a few weeks away. Oh, yeah. And happy our Brittany's mom's gonna... 70th birthday. Yeah, our mom's turning 70. What were you going to say? I'm going to have what? You're going to have a Valentine. We will see if I have one. <laughs> There's still a few weeks. That boy's probably going to bring me over like a bunch of flowers and vegan chocolate, and I'm not going to know how to accept it because I don't know how to accept love. Just ac <laughs> accept it for me. Because I'll just forward I would love it to that. you. <laughs> yeah, just say, hey, can you get, can you send something to my sister? Because she would really love it too. Yeah, she would. I would. I would right. probably rewatch Bridgerton and The Notebook and cry and drink wine and. Honestly, and that sounds like a great Valentine's night. But I, f I feel like in Valentine's Day, I really, really had a hard time with it in my twenties, and now I'm just like, oh, whatever. <laughs> it's like New Year's. It's such an overrated holiday. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. It totally is. Well, folks, we'll see so, you February 20th after you've had your lovely Valentine's Day, whether you're with someone yes. or whether you treated yourself to a bubble bath and, a, a you know, your favorite treat. And if you don't drink, your favorite whatever you like to drink. Or maybe no drink at all. Maybe you just like to eat candy. Who's that person? I want to have Valentine's Day with them. Um, Charlotte. There we go. All right, we're going to have <laughs> Valentine's Day with my niece. All right, folks, we'll see you February 20th. Bye! Bye.